0: Watch lovers, nerds, enthusiasts, or however you identify, you're listening to 40 and 20 The Watch Clicker Podcast with your hosts, Andrew, and my good friend, Everett. Here, we talk about watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Everett, how are you? Super duper. Better now. How are you? Uh, Wow, that was it. That's all you got for me, huh? You said you were tired. I didn't realize you were dead. That is everything I have for you. Uh, I am good. I worked, it's, it's Wednesday. We don't usually record on Wednesday. So I, I worked today and it was just kind of a long day. It was all classroom instruction and it was all like that, like mandatory annual training that you just have to go to. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. as a result, it's very tedious.
1: Yeah. Everything's always tedious. In my experience, everything is always tedious. This isn't tedious well sometimes it is (laughs) you're tedious
0: Uh,
1: um yeah no i hate those mandatory trainings (laughs) like okay i get it
0: yeah and, and i don't know there's a whole bunch of nuance associated to it but it just it makes for a really long day
1: yeah i get it but thank you for your work on the slide your choice of colors is perfect yeah yeah well, well, good stuff, good stuff no everything's normal for me I mean we got we started fall sports, yeah this last week, which is at this point three kids, three different sports, plus there's chess club plus there's math circle and so it's been like and piano and guitar lessons and and piano and guitar yes, correct yeah. and so. Like at 4.30 every day, I find myself checking the calendar to make sure I'm not missing something. Just
0: mad dash in every direction. That's right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Although they're old enough now, I dropped the one of the 10-year-olds off at soccer today and then walked across the street to the bar.
0: Nice. That's a good bar, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Have you Have you gotten the godfather there?
1: I don't know what that is, and I have not.
0: It's their $32 Bloody Mary that is basically a, a meal and a Bloody Mary.
1: Nope. Haven't done it. Probably won't. Not my jam at all. Like, give me vodka and tomato juice. Call it a day. I don't mind an olive. You want to throw some asparagus? That's fine. Throw no, sp- Send me a slider, some shrimp. Man, I hate it. Like, th- That's actually just a sandwich on a fucking glass. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm, it's not my thing at all. It's also bottomless.
0: Oh, that's that's that, not the case. It's uh, not true. That, that would help. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I I don't know. I always I take issue with most bar Bloody Marys. Like he, once you find a bar that does a good Bloody Mary, like that's my go to there. Man, but typically they're they're just they're not quite right.
1: I am I am very easygoing when it comes to Bloody Mary. A little bit of spice.
0: Mm, I want my lips to tingle.
1: Lots of salt, pepper for me.
0: Boom, pepper spice a little bit of vinegar in there, like whether from like pickled vegetables. I'm good or, with that. Yeah, yeah, I'm good with that. Put a little pickle juice in it. Oh yeah, I can go for that. But I'm I, not like, uh, oh, that you're, oh, the Bloody Mary isn't good.
1: Like I've never had a Bloody Mary that it was like, ew.
0: No, me, me either. But I've also, there's like few and far between that I'm like, mm, yep, you got it. The, uh, one of the bars I worked at in college, the bartender had like his secret Bloody Mary recipe that was like 25 ingredients too many. When when people would order a bloody mary it would be like mm, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, but it was his
1: it was his thing. Like he didn't have to do that. No, but we had to. Oh. Yeah, that's
0: <laughs> brutal. Uh yeah, no, make keep it simple. Yeah. Spicy tomato juice. And then a slider on top. <laughs> Maybe pizza, <laughs> definitely a couple wings and some shrimpies
1: double bacon fried egg burger with the surf and turf topper yeah
0: yeah yeah I'm about that
1: yeah no i i do not need that and i'm not gonna pay 32 bucks for a fucking bloody mary either like a burger and a you, bloody mary you are gonna pay 32 bucks for that is, no a burger and a bloody mary is gonna be like i don't know maybe 16 plus what eight that's 24 bucks that's less six dollars
0: less I'm gonna pull up a picture of this Godfather. Which is less, um, in any event? Twenty four is less than thirty six. That's that's what's less.
1: That sounds like an expedition. Haven't done it. Probably won't. But I'm glad. I'm glad it exists. I'm not unhappy about its existence.
0: It seems like you might be.
1: No, no, just I don't want any part of it. Uh, in any event, we are not talking about Bloody Marys or burgers today. Or no. sliders on Bloody Marys. I don't know why you're not. We are, in fact, talking about watches because that's what we do here. We This is, if you're just tuning in on like a random surprise me play, that is, is literally a burger
0: on, that's absurd, Andrew. No, I could do that. It's absurd. I think that one's bagel and locks. With bacon That does look like sh- bagel that is, and lox. Bagel yeah. and lox, bacon, shrimp, a bunch of vegetables. Looks like cheese and salami maybe. I did have a lox bagel for lunch today. Ooh. Yeah. that Sounds really good.
1: Half salt <laughs> bagel, cream cheese, lox, capers, a little bit of thin sliced onion.
0: I got to be real careful with lox. They like something about that just kind of gives me weird heartburn. And then lox burps. For, you
1: get the lox burps, yeah. For days. Yeah, I know how that goes. Yep.
0: It's worth it, but not for the people around me. <laughs> oh, sorry. I had locks on Tuesday. <laughs> it's Friday, man. I don't know what to tell you. It's, it's, it hangs around. Um, so anyway, watches. That's what we wanted to talk about today. We're
1: talking about watches because that's what we do. This is 40 and 20, the underscore watch clicker podcast. Uh, where Underscore the watch clicker podcast. Under, that's right. Uh, where we talk about watches every single week for the last 13 and a half years, we get together
0: 254 episodes that are available for you to listen to that today marks 255. 255. We'd, that sounds like a number that should be important, but it's not. Here we are. We're, it,
1: it, we're just we're just recording again.
0: Yeah. Like, like we do
1: every Thursday. Just, so here we are. As we approach five years, 260 episodes, which is like two and a half months from now. No, a month and a half from a, now. Yeah that will mark six years of us doing this. Mm-hmm. And in that time, I think I've missed one episode mm-hmm. Andrew has oh I may have missed two at this point
0: I think we're we're each under a handful
1: y- you have missed two, or, two three. or three yeah um we missed one episode together because we both had covid very bad very bad covid <laughs> yeah um where will took over but in that time, but every single Thursday,
0: even will took over. We got to We haven't missed a Thursday every <coughs> single Thursday. Well, no, we've had an episode recorded for every Thursday, but we have missed a few publishing deadlines. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> worries about that. Every single Thursday, we have published an episode of this
1: podcast where we have talked about watches. I don't think that there is another podcast on the face of the earth that can make a similar claim.
0: Both in length of t- length of time,
1: yeah. So and
0: episodes published. Uh, that's right.
1: Consistency. Uh, look, you guys, we haven't missed a week. Mm-mm. To going on going on five years. And Everett and I are both very lazy people. <laughs> in another in another month, I don't think there's anybody else who can say that. Nope. I mean, there's there's a few podcasts that are doing, um, the consistency thing really well. Uh, I know. Scottish Watches is kind of a different deal. I'm, I don't really count them, but maybe that's not fair.
0: We're older. They just have 10,000 episodes.
1: That's right. You've you got Whiskey and Watches. Love mm-hmm. those guys. Yeah. And they are very consistent. You've got Wrist Cheese Radio. Mm-hmm. No longer a newcomer. They've been around for a while, but just haven't been doing it quite as long as us. All the folks who were in place when we got going have either gone away or just aren't quite the same thing. two broke watch snobs both of us cut our teeth on two broke watch snobs mm-hmm. uh, you know they've they're still going they're still going but have have not been quite as consistent. The granados they go back and forth sometimes they're very consistent sometimes less. We are the stalwarts. Of the watch podcast community, and I don't even feel bad about saying that. You shouldn't. Not even a little bit. And today's no different. We're going to talk about watches. We're going to round up the most cool things that have happened in the last week. Andrew, we missed some big news. I think it was the day after we recorded. Yes. Last week. That Swatch announced their collaboration with Blancpain. There, blank pain. Blancpain. Blancpain. There is a 50 Fathoms bioceramic Swatch watch that dropped last week. If you didn't know. What are we going to call it? We have Moon Swatch. That's a pretty easy. Now you know. Uh, the f- sw- I wathoms? don't I don't believe that there has been a nifty fifty nickname passed yet. Fifty Swathoms, you think? Yeah, I don't know. That that's kind of fun.
0: Where is the link? I know it's here.
1: Well, I texted it to you. There it is. In any event, much like the moon swatch, Blancpain has released with swatch a fifty fathoms. Dive watch, and and look, this thing is legit. So the CEO of Blancpain has famously said, hey, look, I am not going to, Blancpain will never release a quartz watch. And true to that, this is an automatic watch. And just tip to tail, this is a better watch than the Moonswatch. Andrew. 100%. Agree or
0: disagree? Uh, 100% better in every regard than the Moon Swatch. I think <clears throat> a big component of that is that they were forced to go with a automatic movement. So in doing that, they I, I think there was probably some thinking of, all right, well, if we're doing that, let's do some other cool shit with it that we wouldn't have otherwise done. And they chose a, a freaking cool movement. They're using the, what's it, the system one is it called system 51 yeah. named after its 51 parts this mm-hmm. is a
1: non-serviceable swatch automatic movement it's been around for a handful of years if not a decade at this point so system 51 is a very fitting movement for this watch
0: yes and it looks like the 50 fathoms i mean but it's bio ceramic. that's right uh, unlike the moon <laughs> swatch where a bit, unlike the moon swatch where you're like oh that's i know exactly what that is this you obviously will have this a similar reaction but it has it bears greater resemblance to its uh big brother father maybe and see i think
1: actually the moon swatch is a dead ringer for a Speedmaster pro i'm not sure what you're uh, i'm not well, sure what off. you're referring to
0: <clears throat> we've got five colorways here what's your favorite
1: yeah, I think for me it's got to be the Pacific Ocean, the yellow and black. Although mm-hmm. I'm kind of a huge fan of that um oh which is the
0: which is the white one, the Antarctic. Oh with the moisture indicator. Yeah, that's right. I like the Arctic. The that's, no rad. Yeah, yeah, that one's the anywhere. orange with the yeah, no radiation marker on it <clears throat> so
1: it's not just a you, you know so the moon swatch i think is a pretty simple watch right the Speedmaster is a flat printed dial N- not so with the 50 fathoms and and much like you'd expect here we've got we've got a lot going on the handset is gorgeous the dials are gorgeous each of these has a bit of an ombre um applied numerals a phenomenal looking bezel that works, working bezel, uh, great modeled crown. I mean, these are, for lack of a better term, these are well-polished watches. hmm Each of them. Yeah. And but for the fact that they're made out of bioceramic, oh, drilled lugs on these? But for the fact that these are made out of bioceramic, this is a pretty good i mean just on paper this is a pretty
0: good watch 100 percent agree this is a way cooler release to me this isn't that all the direction that i expected swatch collaborations to go for this bio ceramic line right yeah, like i yeah. there's a hundred watches that i i never would have gotten here In in the guessing game. (laughs) Well, Blancpain is such an obscure brand. I mean,
1: really, more than any of the other like player, Swatch Group players, Blancpain is inaccessible. Omega is like the every man's luxury watch. Yeah. Blancpain sits on the other end of that spectrum. Mm -hmm. Like Russian oligarchs wear Blancpain and nobody else. Like they are, yeah,
0: autocrats for the most part,
1: <laughs> right? Like th- this is <clears throat> not an accessible brand. So for them to have chosen this watch, I-, I agree with you. It's it's hard to it's hard to like guess that they were going there. Although I think we've heard rumblings about this recently, but before that, I'm not sure it would have
0: been on anybody's top two or three it, list. Even with the rumblings, it's still like, no, fuck off. That's not where we're going. Next up is a tank, a that, bio ceramic tank. <laughs> well, let's, have we done that? Have we played that game? Have we looked at the
1: Swatch Group brands? Oh, not recently. So Tissot, Omega, Breguet. Oh, you know, Breguet, they, that, that could be fun too. Longine, Harry Winston, Wont want Rado, Mido, Glashuta, Certina, Hamilton, Balmain, main jacket draw we could get a swatch <laughs> Ooh. Uh, what's the 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 bird one uh union glass shoot flick flack want, uh, longa could we get a longer one hamilton Ooh, that actually could
0: kind of fit with the trajectory a swatch longer one yeah so yeah there's some there's some like uh, are they just trying to make these inaccessible watches accessible is that what's happening you know, I don't know. I, I think they're kind of trying to go for the
1: icons, and certainly Speedmaster is an icon. Certainly, Fifty Fathoms is an icon. So, yeah, where they go with this next, who who knows? Right? I think Long Jean would kind of fit. Brigade fit too. Yeah, and maybe <clears throat> maybe they're done. I, I kind of doubt it, but I, why would they be? You, you know, the lugs and everything on the Longa <coughs> seem like they'd work with this. It, and if Blancpain can lower themselves, certainly Longa can, right?
0: Yeah. Let's, let's put one in people's hands because they'll never touch one.
1: So sorry we missed it. It's been a whole week since you've heard our thoughts. Andrew, are you generally a thumbs up? I'm a, I'm a two thumbs a thum- up.
0: I'm a two thumbs up too, man. I'm a two thumbs up. I, Me too. I like this release. I think this is a cool... Thing I I hope though that they keep it stable at this five watch collection. Oh yeah, four hundred bucks. We didn't say. Oh yeah. W- when I s- well, you'll get them on the on used market for like nine hundred bucks for the next couple months. Uh, is that right?
1: I haven't even seen one
0: for sale because they don't
1: come out until Saturday. Oh, is that the deal? Yeah. Okay. Um, four hundred bucks. I I would have thought with the system fifty one movement and what looks to be to me to be a better watch that they would have been priced higher than that but um i I do think there'll be less demand for these than the speedies
0: initially no eventually yeah i think you'll you'll be able to get 48
1: hours later
0: Uh, i bet for like three months they're gonna be on the secondary market for way too much money
1: yeah we'll see we'll see my prediction is that these will be a little bit less and by a little bit i mean like a quarter as hard to get as than the speedies but we'll see we'll see yeah cool watch
0: all righty then uh some some new stuff from zin zin's a brand we haven't talked about in a while it's been a minute uh so they in honor of the anniversary of the 356 pilot chronograph have done three new releases one of them being an anniversary release the pilot classic anniversary E- easy enough. The, the next two being the 356 Pilot Classic ASE and the 356 Pilot Classic. And these are great. They're all the Zen things that you want. compacts, chronographs, one being a panda, and the other being kind of an interesting, kind of smoky gray gradient dial with black sub dials and i really like that
1: yeah the fonts on these are really good i I think sin zin sin does a really good job with fonts but these in particular when i cracked open the link i was like ah ah yes very very good they do a thing where the made in germany is in a large and small caps in like i don't know Calibri or something trashy. But yeah. other than that, I think they do a really, really good. It's not large and small caps. It's upper and lowercase. And it's like, Hmm. Okay. But yeah, you know, three, five, six, I think this oh, is instead of uniformly uppercase. Yeah. Right. Like me. Yeah. Anyway, it's just funny to me.
0: But so the sp- spacing doesn't look quite right.
1: The kerning, uh, yeah. but this is a great watch. So the 356, I think, is such a classic case. Pushers are real simple. This has got a great Zen crown. Um, great size on these 38 and a half. Yeah. We've got a Zelita 56 hour automatic chronograph on these. And they're these are coming in at, at under three grand. Yeah, wh- they're which like, is what uh
0: 2650,
1: yeah. which is a terrific price for this watch. Yeah. I do wish you could get these on a on a bracelet.
0: Yeah, these would be nice on a bracelet. But that's, I don't know. I feel like Zen's always got something kind of weird. Oh, I think you actually, you may be able to get the, you may be able to get the gray out on a bracelet. The anthracite or the, the anniversary? The anniversary. Let's see, let's see. If you can get one, there's only 500 pieces of them. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I... Their website always bugs me. It's a, t- <laughs> it's just so bad. And for like the, the caliber of company that they are, it, what, why?
1: Yeah. I, I don't get it either. I, I think it's because they are not really selling their own watches. So I think this is, they like, never have any. Well, and I think they're using almost exclusively third party retailers too.
0: So like, what's the point to have a website that works? That's not hard. Yeah. Like 18 year old porn stars can figure it out. This is a enormous company. At least relative to an 18 year old. Did we talk about the Jacques Bianchi
1: JB 200 when it came out? I feel like we must have, but I don't know if we did.
0: I don't know that we did. I think it might've been on a list but it, I don't know if it made the list because we often exhaust our time before we exhaust our list. It, oh, I, I that's very likely that we had it on a list, but... Because I know that, like, I i remember this. I remember even talking to you about this seated right here. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Jacques Bianchi, brand
1: that came out a few years ago, sort of a zombie brand, I think, and I hope I'm not offending anybody if I say that. Uh, which is a revival of a 1980s brand owned by Jacques Jacques Bianchi. Yeah, that's right. Um, They they released a very familiar, what I'm going to call a familiar 70s style dive case, I think in 2019. And these watches are terrific. They just look like they could be... From the 1970s. And they have now released a new French Destro dive watch. And it's got, it's essentially the same watch with a better movement. They did have NH35s and they now come with Soprad movements. But instead of a scuba dude on the dial, we've now got this lovely Octopus. It's an octopus, like a Mediterranean octopus. Tons of superluminova all over this thing. I'm sure it lights up. Great movement. No, it's got to be, because that's
0: so much lume. Yeah, that's right. That's right. (laughs) It has to add weight to the watch. There has to be a discernible amount of weight created by the amount of luminescent material on this (laughs) tile. (laughs) Um, and, And these are just... I, I'm really
1: captivated by these things, so they're not particularly expensive. I think these come in at well under a $1,000, 646 euros.
0: 720 bucks or so.
1: That's right. 42 millimeter, really classically sized dive case, no bracelet, but they come on a terrific, uh, Tropic strap, uh, 200 meters of water resistance, tons of Superluminova. <coughs> Soprod PO twenty four automatic movement. Um, I I I almost feel like it's hard to say too much about this watch because I think the paper the stats don't really do it justice.
0: So here's it is a Kickstarter campaign, right? From
1: twenty nineteen. That's
0: right. Well, so the the current one, the the Pool Pro, mm-hmm. it says that it's. Limited edition, individually numbered pre-order will be available for a duration of only 15 days, with expected delivery in January 24. So that's actually pretty, pretty. Am I broken? Pretty quick turn, yeah. Um, for a pre-order like that, and that's I, I appreciate doing limited time pre-orders as opposed to limited edition runs, because then there's nobody like, oh, I you know I got on the website and I couldn't get it. It's like no. You chose to not buy this watch in the two weeks that it was available. That's and, you know, right. everyone we've talked to, when they do limited time order, like limited time only runs, 90% of their orders come in in the first hour, and then they trickle in until completion. That's right. Um, but it'd be really nice for, you know, if this is this is what's like knocking your socks off, to be able to guarantee that you can get one, provided that you log in over a two-week period. And, and, and look, this... Is- I'm
1: really captivated by these because it's a really good execution of the modern case. but this, there is not, this is not groundbreaking. There's nothing earth shattering happening here. Okay. But if you, if this is your jam, I think that this is one of the best, one of the best brands available right now, making these, there's a handful of companies that are making modern case divers. I think this is the guy that I'm going to go with because it's a, Really neat brand,
0: R- really good execution, great dial. The Scuba is like a one-for-one one of the 1982. That's right, yep. Which is really cool. And when you get the hour hand at like 215, looks like the Scuba Dude's holding the sword. And, and you know, you may be able to
1: get a similar case out of like an Alley brand. They, mm. There may be an Alley brand making a similar cased watch under three hundred, I, I don't know. I genuinely don't know. Uh, chilling with watches on YouTube, he would, I'm sure, know. But if not, at under seven hundred bucks, especially now with the SoPro, this is a this is a really good deal.
0: Yeah, it's cool. Andrew, what's next? Mm, we have another Hodinkee collaboration release. Actually, releases release Perrin s. Collaborating with. Parchy. Uh, Parchi is Kara Barrett's brainchild doing kid friendly, generally, watches and kid watches that are. Don't worry about it. That are fun and usually really colorful. We have this Hodinki collaboration that looks. My first thought, I was like, why did they. What's happening here? So they collaborated with her to do vintage inspired tooly clunky divers yeah and like my first thought i was like that's a u50 or, right uh, or
1: 11 atmos yeah
0: or anything of that ilk. like you can get all of these flavors and feels out of these very tooly dive watches they're coming in two sizes 32 millimeter for the smaller statured young watch enthusiast and 36 for those of uh, us with you know a little bit not juvenile wrists
1: yeah and i think the 30 i, I don't think there's ever been a 36 millimeter I right? i think that's mm-hmm. a, the first for parchy right yes
0: so here's the, here's what's really exciting because i i looked at this and i was like oh that's kind of a bummer these are really cool it's a hodinky collab though so it's we're we're gonna this is like a money dropper 85 bucks for the 36 and 75 for the 32. If you buy them as a set, it's 150. This is cool coming on. I think it's just the gray Velcro strap available, but it's super fun.
1: Yeah. I I mean, these, these are great. They're it's dropped all the pretense 30 (laughs) meters of water resistance. Japanese quartz movement. Yeah.
0: You don't need any more than that. You're, this watch is designed to be giving to a child. Yeah. You're, this watch will get lost.
1: And so I do think these are very similar to the parches that were released in the first run, except for the colors. You've got mm-hmm. this very um, zen, like you said, Andrew, zen color. You've got this, the silver case, which I think is the first for Parchee. Blacked out, these are stoic, sort of an aged loom thing going on. Yeah, aluminum
0: aluminum, I think is the the material. So not 316L steel. How clutch your pearls. How dare they? Uh, (laughs) Yeah, what'd they use? It's aluminum. aluminum. Yeah. These are really fun. I think this is a really cool. This is one of my favorite hodniki collaborations. Yeah, you know, I I don't know. Can you still get these? Are these still available? Looking now, sold out, Join wait list. Yeah. So no. Yeah. Yeah, that should have been expected, I guess.
1: Sorry, guys. We're talking about a thing that you can't buy. We do that occasionally. Yeah, we
0: do that from time to time. A lot of the things we talk about you can't buy because you just, like, you're not going to mortgage your house. <laughs>
1: yeah. But this is terrific. I, I dig it. Um, Can I talk about something that I'm kind of excited about? Mm, no. Hmm. I'll go home. Uh, Bell and Ross has released a second generation a refinement, if you will, of the BRO three case. So I have talked about
0: the BRO five at length. I think it's just a really terrific watch it bummed me out when i put it on for the first time because i was like god damn it now i want this if yeah. it rides and feels very much like the santos it's clearly a lot bigger it's a lot chunkier chunkier yeah uh if it feels not as much of a dress watch as the santos does but has all that same sleeks felt good feel to it it's kind of like wearing the the bull of a curve which is one of the most comfortable and unattractive watches i've ever put on. right <laughs> So the,
1: the BR05, of course, w- is a relatively recent addition to the Bell and Ross line. Bell and Ross has done, you know, sort of vintage skin diver cases, but they're probably almost certainly best known for their BR03 big, chunky, square as shit exposed screws case. This is a pilot's watch, sort of a looks like an instrument. Uh, an instrument watch. Um and I have on a couple of different occasions, put this watch on and thought, gosh, it's so close. I really like this watch, but it's just a touch too much. It's a little bit too much, Uh, you, you know, for what it is just the tiniest bit too much. And I think that they may have fixed this. So these have just been circulated in spec and i think only a handful of people have actually had their hands on these these
0: black cases gosh they're good what they've
1: done is they've taken the br03 and they've reduced it by a millimeter which is it doesn't sound like much 42 to 41 but with a square case 42 millimeters to 41 millimeters is going to make an um, an incredible amount of difference um we're talking about We're talking about a significant, a significant change. Um, they've also reduced the lugs from four and a half millimeters to four millimeters. If you've ever tried one of these on, you'll know what I mean. But the lugs on this thing are tremendous. And Mm -hmm. I think with this change, you're going to have just a much more manageable watch. I'm guessing. I would like to try this on. I would too. Because I think. (laughs) If if I'm right about this, this is going to be almost a perfect watch. You don't want it to be, well, that's not, sorry, sorry, let me back up. It'll it'll be a much more refined version of this watch. You want this watch to be a statement piece. You want it to be huge. And I, and at 41 millimeters, it's still going to be huge. But I don't think it's going to be unwieldy in the same way that the original BR-03 was. You still got the 430 or whatever, not 4.30, uh, yeah, 4.30 hour which or date, which I people don't love. I'm fine with it. But I think this is just going to be a much sleeker, much easier to wear watch.
0: And 100% is. So they've
1: released this in what? All the colors. Eight eight different versions, and they range from 3,600 to 4,300, according to Worn and Wound. Thanks, Blake. Um, Yeah. I actually am pumped about this.
0: This the the black with white print is my jam. Just
1: the regular
0: black yep. dial beer. Yeah, it's it's the one. Yep. For me too. I I I understand why these don't come on a bracelet. With the silver case, right? You need that silver case. I, I don't love the silver case. No, no, cases. the black
1: case. You want murdered out. No, not
0: murdered out, because there's the straight murdered out one that's like the uh oh, right. that's like the Doxa beta. Uh that's totally illegible. You, you like the white marks. <laughs> yeah. Black dial, white markers, black case. That is it. Forty one hundred bucks for that. The steel case in that version. So the steel cases are actually thirty well, the black and blue, thirty six hundred bucks. I'm wondering what's making oh, it's copper and I'm wondering what's making these other steel cases 3900 bucks. I don't know. I don't know. But for $3,600, $3,600,
1: a chunk of change. But this is a pretty interesting, it's always been a pretty interesting watch to me at that price point because I don't think you get anything with quite this level of iconic chops at that amount of money. You're getting a very high-quality timepiece, with luxury components, street cred,
0: yeah, visual I'll, interest. And just just comfortable as I'll get out. Yeah. Yeah, I still really
1: like that icy blue or sky blue, whatever they're calling it, BR05. But. The one
0: that's diamond-crusted?
1: Oh, well, I... <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm a sucker for
0: the diamond encrusted. No, I just mean the With diamonds s- in the, in the center link. This no, is, this just, is all you all day. I love that one, dude. 21 five. That's it. Yeah.
1: You can pick those up on the secondary market too, <clears> for, I think like 16.
0: I wonder, I, I might have to look for these BRO fives in steel.
1: Yeah. I don't know where the closest retailer is. I know that they have them at several
0: airports, I'm gonna. I'm going to Las Vegas next month. Oh, you'll be able to find them there. And I'm gonna. Um, I'm gonna spend a lot of time. I'm gonna leave my credit cards in my room, um, <laughs> and, and go to hit some watch ads. Yeah, put them in the safe. No, I'll just leave them free floating. Right, like the the housekeeper whoever steals my card is gonna spend less money than I would, and right. I can get the money back. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Andrew, what's next? BRO5. Yeah. Um next up for me. Oh, we got some uh, shocking here. I don't know you guys probably haven't seen this coming. Uh Seiko dropped some new shit. As they do every other day. They're hard to keep up with. Uh three new Seiko presage. Iruchi dials, or the one that got me excited, an enamel dial. We have the SPB four hundred three, four hundred five, and four hundred seven. The Iruchi dials, Iruchi. I'm always really hesitant to, to say like transliterated words. Yeah, um, and I don't. I don't read Japanese, so like, it, let's just come up with an English word for it. Um. Is that way I can say it and not sound like an ass hat. Um, so the enamel dial, this like, all these dials are beautiful. And th- this is, these are all coming into the presage line, which is kind of what Seiko, I think, used to replace the uh vacation of Grand Seiko. Right. Where they're, they kind of, they wanted to have some upmarket sp- dressy sport watches. So they've got this presage line, which went up market from where it used to be. Um, so these are coming in at like 1500 to 1800 euros. The, um, where is it? uh, Green is Seiko boutiques. The white enamel is the only, so these all share a case. They're all the same everything but for their dial not not quite so the enamel dials half a millimeter thicker right So because of the size of the dial that case is slightly slightly unique but this is absolutely stunning yeah everything about this is like filling grand seiko void for me this is dope this like crescent moon balance on the seconds hand beautiful like beautiful hands great markers on this this is just the most simple elegant case this is it for me
1: yeah these these are terrific you know i've seen a lot of macro photos of these i've not seen one in person but i've seen a lot of macro photos of these the crown on these is spectacular
0: just slight onion to it
1: the bracelet's terrific <clears throat> all of the chamfers terrific now you're 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 paying for this right this mm-hmm. is not an inexpensive watch for a seiko a non-grand seiko you're spending well into the thousands 1500 1750 and yeah 1800 that's some dough that's a chunk of change
0: for a seiko for a seiko right but so 40.2 millimeter case 12.1 thick for the white enamel. 11.6 thick for the Urushi dials. 48 lug to lug. 316L hmm. steel. Sapphire crystal. 100 meters of water resistance. It's the 6R55 movement. These are just Phenomenal. This could be a one watch.
1: Yeah, still too thick for me. I mean, for this, uh, look, what she said. it's still too much for me. Even the 11.6 on the Arushi dials, its that's a chunk for this watch. And I have the same objections for the King Seiko, which I own. Um, It's just a chunk of change.
0: Yeah, beautiful bracelet on these. Five link with polished... Two and four. Yeah, these are good. It's got a chamfer on the inside of the lug. I'll say, though, that the end link fitment doesn't look as good as I initially thought it would when you zoom in on that macro. Yeah. it bums me out. Seiko, it, It's thanks. got a bit of a gap there. Just a bit. Just wear it on leather, though.
1: Yeah, not me. Not this guy, Andrew.
0: I like um, these. This is a cool release. Sticking with Seiko, Seiko's
1: won to celebrate obscure anniversaries, and they are now celebrating not 100 but 110 years of the Seiko Laurel. a, it's a
0: It feels like a bit of a reach for me. With that said. Why celebrate it at popular increments? (laughs) With that said,
1: I like what they've done here. So the Seiko Laurel famously, blue hands, red, you know, red accent, white tile, black markers. They have released, how many is it, Andrew?
0: Seven, I think.
1: Seven watches from their line everywhere from presage to prospects in an o in a sort of homage colorway and so what you get here is a presage you're getting a GMT which I think is probably the winner
0: the astron is the butt like this is the weird cousin who's like still biting at 18. that's right <laughs> uh, I, I, think the SSK 015, the, the Presage GMT
1: is maybe my favorite of these, uh, yeah, for, it's gorgeous for 625, but you can also get the new <clears throat> Alpinist GMT. Yeah.
0: The, this prospex is where it's at for me.
1: You can get a speed timer, solar chronograph,
0: and you can get
1: a very affordable SRPK 41 Seiko 5 sports with a terrific little five link. The Astron, I agree with you, Andrew. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Which is a great. It's a GPS solar watch. Very neat in a laurel color way. But you know,
0: yeah. like, we don't want to make any of these, so we'll just make it so grotesque that we won't have to.
1: I think it's a miss with the speed timer based on the fact that you're not really getting blue in there. Um, I guess I'll give them a pass because I don't have any choice but to... You could, that would have been a really easy blue ad. I think the Alpinist GMT is a fucking winner, though. It's a
0: banger. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's a banger. And
1: that Pressage GMT, man. What is the size on the Pressage GMT? SSK015. SSK015.
0: So all of these are limited to like sub 5000 pieces. Uh we have the um, <clears throat> the presage is at 1500 pieces and I think it's it is certainly the most elegant of them all. Um
1: 41 by 13 uh, which is is fine for this watch. That might be That might be the one that guys, that's a sexy looking watch.
0: Another at 2000, another at 3,500. (laughs) They're all over the place. Yeah. What? Yeah. 6,000 for the Seiko five sports. Um, And these are clearly numbers that are meant to
1: capture predict, projected sales volume,
0: Right. You know what they didn't publish? How many they're making of the Astron? <laughs> <laughs> it's just that one. Yeah. That's the one. So that's the one they're going to add to the full-time lineup. <laughs> it's still available. <clears throat> yeah. it's <laughs> We made 12. Uh,
1: no, they just made the one in the <laughs> picture. <yeah. laughs>
0: Nobody's bought it yet. Yeah. Uh, these are cool. The speed timer is neat.
1: It's neat, but it seems the rest of these seem like they
0: Ble- blew the hands at the the three and nine sub dial. Like, problem solved. I think so. I think
1: otherwise. I think
0: the speed timer is kind of a miss, but, but not it, not that the watch is a miss. Just it's a miss in this lineup. It's a cool watch, though. I I really like the Seiko five version of it.
1: Yeah, it, it's the color on that. <clears throat> the colorings on that is great.
0: That's a cool release. So oh. they've released what ten watches this week. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that we know of.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's much. There's more in the pipeline. Andrew, what's next? Mm. Next up for me, it's a uh, Australian company that isn't particularly new, um, but is new to me. It's a brand called the yeah. I'm I'm ready Nullerbor? Nullerbor? <laughs> No clue. Null Arbor, maybe. But I've been looking forward to you making N-U-L-L-A-R-B-O-R. Null Arbor. Nalaba. Null Arbor. Nalaba, Null Arbor, mate. Got <laughs> that was sorry. Offensive. Sorry, but sorry, not. Sorry, um, Australia. No, They're too far away for, for it to matter if they're angry. So uh this is a Kickstarter brand based out of Australia, um, which is not known. Australia? Yeah, that's how when British and Australian people, when a word ends in A, they make an R sound. I don't Fine. have an answer for why, so I call it Australia. Fine. Because uh, they call it Australia, um, which is not a country known for its watch brands. So this fellow wanted to kind of bring some Australian watch making and design to the forefront, designed these three watches uh, based off of the landscapes of Australia. That was a squeaky door. And he did it in a really tasteful way. You know, it would be really easy to, to push too far into the stereotypes and the big design ideas. He created a very classically styled kind of 70s dive watch with a really simple sandwich style with really good font, a few good colorways, and produced a good watch and i think it's cool um would <clears throat> out it is uh where are we 40 millimeter case 12 millimeters thick 100 meters of water resistance, sapphire crystal comes on a fkm rubber or nylon or with a bracelet Miyota 9039 movement and 600 and some bucks right now on Kickstarter. Yeah. These are cool. Like, they're not, they're not extraordinary. They're just well-designed watches. The one unique thing that he did, rather than a traditional dive bezel, he included a compass bezel because this was supposed to be an outdoor, bring-it-with-you-on-your-adventure watch. Um, for those of you who don't know, you can use the sun and your watch dial as a compass. Um, so he used a, he added that as the bezel in lieu of a dive bezel.
1: Yeah, sort of an
0: adventurer's watch. I, I learned today though, and I, I don't know why I learned it. It makes perfect sense um, that the methodology for uh, determining mag or true north in this different in the Southern hemisphere It is. Yeah. In that you use the 12 o'clock as opposed to your hour hand. Yeah. Which makes sense. I don't know why it works that way. Like I don't, but I, I acknowledge that it works that way. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. I accept it. I accept it as truth. Uh, but a cool, a cool release from a company, from a company that you don't see a whole lot of, uh, out of Australia. Right.
1: Yeah. The, these are neat. I, I I like the ceramic dials. This is, we're sort of at like peak micro brand right now, or maybe just past peak micro I brand. Like, I think
0: we're just passing the peak and we're starting to get into a downturn.
1: Right. It, it, it's very simple to make one of the best watches on earth right now. Yeah. First and we'll release. See, yeah. Everything's
0: perfect. Yeah. And we'll, we'll see too, if, if this brand can remain viable or if we see like just kind of a couple hits and then and then move on, which, which, I mean, you as a, as a brand owner can <clears throat> attest to that is a lot of brands drove themselves out of business yeah. by making arguably the most, like one of the most impressive sub-thousand-dollar watches on the market and then as a result not actually being able to afford to produce it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. You didn't do that. No? Nope, nope. No, you didn't oh. do that, but other brands have done that.
1: One of the most charming fellows I met in New York at Windup, up uh, at this point a year and a half ago, two years ago, was Cornelius Huber of a Circulo, a year ago, of Circulo <laughs> Watches. Cornelius is an unassuming fellow sitting at a table that looks like a startup. And then you find out, well, I've actually taken this company over for my dad. This is a, you know, going on 80 year old company uh, with a trip. E- fantastic history. And then you pick the watches up and you're like, "Oh. Oh, these are really really good watches." We
0: talked about this brand pre-windup last year as a brand that we were most excited to get our hands on. We talked about this brand, we talked to this brand at Windup and then again post-Windup. That's how exciting what they're doing is. And when you say unassuming and charming, I thought he was just a fellow work in the table. That's right. Like Hey, you're in New York. I'm gonna send you a dozen watches. I'll pay you a hundred bucks. <laughs> just like show people my watches. He cause he's just sitting there, like every other brand owner is like getting out there and rowdy and like like just getting it. And he's just like, come to me. What do you want to talk about? That's right. And then right <laughs> as soon as you engage with him, he's there. He's he's up to that energy and then just goes right back into chill mode. It was <laughs> it was the coolest thing.
1: Circulars released their newest watch, which they're calling the Dive Sport. This is a titanium dive watch. It's a 42 millimeter titanium dive watch. Tell me more, you say. Okay, I will. Do it now. Uh, I, I was initially struck by this watch that it looked like something else I knew. I think what this resembles to me is the RZE Endeavor. Watch. Or
0: or like Helsin, those hard, bitey angles. Yes, yeah, that's right. But it it doesn't <clears throat> quite. It, it it's it's there,
1: um, but it's it's not quite. It is a titanium watch. It does have these bitey angles. Uh, w- with that said, the execution on this is terrific. So what you've got is a grade two titanium movement, a s- titanium case and titanium bracelet. case. And bracelet, and s a, a steel, probably or a I don't know, whatever, an SW200 movement. Whatever that's made out of. It's only got one dial color at this point, which is yellow. I'm okay with it. You've got these big, like, I'm going to call them Final Fantasy sword hands. Yep. That's exactly what they are. Sapphire, uh, 500 meters of water resistance.
0: <clears throat> it- so it's a little bit of a thick bitch.
1: And the thing that I found about... The rest I've not touched this watch, but the thing I found about the rest of Circulo's watch watches in New York was that they were all just tip to tail, really, really, really well done. Yeah. I'm sure this one's no different. I love this watch. I I think if you're in the market and this aesthetic appeals to you, this is almost certainly for a thousand dollars, almost exactly a thousand nineteen for a thousand bucks. You're not going to be able to beat this watch in terms of execution. That's a prediction, but I feel good about it.
0: I could. I have. I have one immediate complaint that is just kind of how how I feel about watches. A twenty to eighteen taper on a bracelet is not enough. Oh yeah, well maybe on a dive watch, but but generally, yes, I agree with you. I I get on a dive watch why it's a twenty to eighteen, but it's not enough taper for me. I want. You. I want a twenty to sixteen. Uh, you're, you're right. Technically speaking, I don't need a dive extension or any kind of extension on my clasp. I get that, but you'd like one. But I want one. I, I yeah. want. I want the option to have like a fat day. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, I want one. It's, it kind of bugs me a little bit that those aren't here. But barring that. I mean, the, the bracelet's going to be light as a feather because it's titanium, which is really the reason I want a 20 to 16 taper is because in steel, a 20 to 18 is just a chunk of a bracelet. 20 to 18 titanium is going to have a really different feel. So maybe that'll be a little bit different of a sensation. Um, but I won't, you just give me a dive extension. It exists. It's not. You're not reinventing anything. So as I'm looking here, I I read somewhere that there was just a yellow
1: dial, but as I'm looking, there's actually a sort of a jade green
0: dial, uh, a silver dial and a black dial recently released since the recording button got pushed two extra color ways, right? Uh, yeah. So sorry for that mistake, but there are several dial colors. It's a, it's a really good looking watch. Uh, I've been kind of like dipping my toes in the market of a of a, a dive watch, like a, a nice dive watch. This gives me some additional things to think about.
1: So you can actually get this <coughs> with a hardened titanium bezel, a black DLC titanium, or a petrol aluminum bezel, and you can. What is that? green oh you, you can mix and match dial colors and bezel colors so if you want you can get the steep the
0: silver with the black uh you can get the black with the gold so oh, get in on that now because brands aren't gonna he's not gonna want to keep doing that yeah doing like one builds yeah that's right
1: deliver time two to five working days thousand bucks available now grade two titanium 500 meters of water resistance thousand
0: bucks oh that green yep. oh the the chapter ring on that green yeah terrific right the, oh goodness me so it's kind of a crosshatched kind of meteorite looking green with some like it's interesting- petrol
1: it's petrol andrew duh
0: fuck off Uh, with like interesting distressing at the hour markers, like it almost, it's like rough edge in interior circle. And the, the minute track is yellow with full breaks for the five minute increments. Yeah. So it's just this, this minute track that of yellow and white kind of intermittently breaking. That is beautiful yeah I, again i doubt
1: very seriously there's anything in the rim in the range this thousand dollar range that competes with this watch for for a thousand dollar titanium i bet that this thing's hands and shoulders above also Head no and shoulders. He, what did i say hands it's hands uh <laughs> <Yeah>. 13 and a <laughs> half millimeters thick which is big and, and when you look at the watch it looks
0: like it's a bulky watch but no booty on this thing no, it's gonna hug your wrist and sit right there. Yeah, and it's gonna be super light, which I think a lot of the reason that that people don't like chunky watches is because they're so heavy. Yeah, you know, like you put an Invicta on and you get an arm workout on just that arm, um, but because it's titanium, it's not gonna weigh. But like, I mean, it'll it'll weigh what any smaller dive watch weighs less even. This. The page is not translated to English. This is in German still. Well, it did translate to English for me. Andrew, do you have any other watches you want to talk to
1: talk about today?
0: As it happens, I do not. In that case, other things, what do you got? I have another thing. It's something I've had for some time, and I was actually kind of surprised that I'd never talked about it. So I, um, in my previous house, had a m- magnetic strip on my wall. Because that was where my my prep surface was. I had a galley style kitchen. I had my counter space against a wall. I didn't have a counter to cabinet backsplash. I just had like three inches of backsplash, and so I got a magnetic kitchen strip to hang my knives because I like hanging my knives. Yeah, I, they're there. They're, they're not they're, getting dull
1: in the drawer. Yeah, they're
0: not getting like banged up and chipped in the drawers. Like, so I know some people everyone has a different thing that works for them for storing their knives or that maybe doesn't work for them that they just tolerate. Um, I keep mine in the dryer. It, well, yeah. Cause that way it's, it's also a fabric softener. <laughs> that's right. And I really like that. Like stonewashed finish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's smart. Uh, and they don't get wet. So you don't have rust issues. You don't have to be oiling any of your high carbon blades. Uh, it's great actually. It's a really good method. Um, I know you keep your knives in a drawer and it horrifies me every time because you just have this like drawer of death.
1: No, no, we have a, they're in a rack in the drawer.
0: You still have a drawer of death. I mean, your kids are old enough yeah, that they don't, but like I still have those tiny like periscope fingers in oh, my yeah. house. No, I don't have that. Um, that's just, you know, like forks are dangerous. So anyway, I, I, I got to my new house. I needed to get something that I could put on the counter because my prep surface was now no longer against a wall. I don't like traditional knife blocks because I can't see the blade shape. And I have a lot of like similar knife handles and I don't like having to, to play the like search. I'm, I know exactly where all my knives are. I don't actually have to search for it, but I like, I don't like having to look for it. I also have some irregular shaped blades. So it was just kind of a, I was like, okay, well, what do I do? I don't want to get one of those weird, like, uh, not silicone. Yeah. Those like silicone fingers, like brush blocks sure, that you sure, just like, shove it down about. into. Um, so I went on the hunt and I was like, Oh, this is a mag block. And what I went with was a wooden, Stand So it's in the shape of a T with a wooden base and then a vertical wooden plank with a magnet built in the inside that I put my knives up against the magnet holds. It's got, I've got, I don't know, 12 ish knives on it and it is terrific. I love this because it's free, free freestanding. So I can kind of push it around on the counter. I can move it if I need counter space. It sucks up against my, like my, I have a stepped bar island in my kitchen. So it stacks nicely against it. It doesn't tip, it's never, never tipped over. And many uh, heavy things have been thrown at it by both of my kids. (laughs) <laughs> I've never had a knife fall off of it. It doesn't offer so much resistance that you like have to two-hand remove things. It's a really easy grab. This is great. If you're not satisfied with how you are storing your knives or if you're storing them in a drawer, heaven forbid, uh, or if maybe you're just looking for a change. I'll this link. is the one, huh? I'll link the one that I have. There are hundreds of options out there. I got the cheap one cause it was kind of a flyer. I'm like, Hey, let's see how I like it. I'm the next one. Cause this one's getting kind of a, a nice patina to it. I probably, I need to pull everything off of it. Give it a little sand and a, and a re sealing Cause some of it's like water damage and, but it's like got a nice, it's just aging really nicely, which yeah. is surprising. Cause I paid like 40 bucks for it and aesthetically pleasant. Yeah. And patina. you've seen my knife block. It's a, yeah. it's a great Love it. knife block. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I love this thing and it keeps all my eyes accessible and visible so I can, I know exactly which blade I'm grabbing. Love it. Yeah. That's my other thing. Andrew, I've got another thing.
1: Not interested. My oldest daughter, Do me. Betty came to me about a month ago and said, dad, I need a pencil case from school. To which, I pulled my glasses off my face, clasped my hands, and said, young lady, you've come to the right place. If you are a long-time listener of the show, you know I am a sucker for storage solutions.
0: You are. You have probably had more. No, books, number one. Like media. We'll go multimedia, number one. Yeah. Storage solutions, number two. I think that's right. Uh, I am a sucker for storage solutions. So...
1: I went on the hunt for a cool... You
0: didn't get the same one that you have?
1: Interesting, high-quality pencil case. And... I see why. I found a pencil case that is both... These two things don't often go together. That is both highly recommended by pen and pencil nerds and incredibly affordable and... Available on Amazon. There is a Japanese company. I believe it's called Lee Hit. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that wrong. Maybe Lihit? Hit, Lit. There is a company called Lee Hit. L A L I H I T.
0: Yeah, Heat. Lee that hit. has
1: a Lee ton of pen addict pen people. Lee Hit Lab. Credit Lee Hit Lab and these things are available on amazon i bought both a compact pen case they have the lee hit lab compact pen case as well as a slightly bigger pen case and i thought the pencil case is the one i got so so both a pencil case and the compact pencil case these things come they're made in japan these things come in Japan and they are absolutely terrific. Materials are great. Organization is great. I was kind of
0: blown away by how good these things. So, the wide open would be a really good like uh travel hygiene kit. Yeah, that's I mean, right. You could use these look at all those pouches. You
1: don't have to use these things for pens or pencils, although you certainly can. The compact is a little bit short, not so with the full size pencil case. It's a good one watch travel pouch though. You could certainly store watches in these. The book type pencil <laughs> case, uh, I think I paid 20 bucks for these, which I bought a flyer. I wasn't intending to get myself anything. And then I saw this and I was like, oh man, this is great. It's got a flap in the middle that folds, double-sided. You've got zipper pouches, you've got little um slip things in it pouch you can put thumb drives on it uh, in it you can put pens pencils all your shit if you were like i don't know it, i there there is no shortage of hobbies or things you might want to carry that this thing would work for and the quality is absolutely incredible the zippers the
0: stitching are they like ykk like heavy zippers
1: yes i don't know if they're ykk i don't believe they are I, there's, but it's some sort of japanese alternative mm. the quality is phenomenal i got this thing and i'm like i spent 32 bucks 33 bucks on two pencil cases and you know it's, not everybody needs a pencil case but if you got a briefcase get a pencil case right if you, you have know.
0: a bag that you carry regularly
1: that's right if you are carrying around stuff for work get a pencil case because the amount of things you can so now I have like at this point too much storage, <laughs> too many storage solutions. No I have to thing. like rotate my storage solutions. But um, I was blown away by how good these things were. If these things were fifty bucks, I would not feel bad about paying that for it.
0: Wow. And they're 12.
1: 12.
0: <clears throat> $20 for the bigger, 12 for the smaller. The the bigger, the wide open. Yeah, the, the bookcase, the book. Oh, I just have the compact and the wide open. Oh, yeah. yeah. But the wide open looks like a perfect toiletry pouch.
1: Yeah, it's got like a, <laughs> what, what do you call that style of opening?
0: Top open. Yeah,
1: whatever. I was blown away. The whole entire, so they actually have a store on Amazon. That's kind of a new hit, new thing, right? Uh, but they've got a store on Amazon I'm guessing all their products are phenomenal, but they've got like notebooks, random pouches, hangers. Like this company's kind of rad.
0: Monitor stand, book stand. That's right. Pencil cases in the shape of a cat. What are the, do you remember those like slime tube things? Yes. <laughs> That's kind of what <laughs> it reminds me of. I, yes. It's like the precursor to, they've got this some other things like,
1: table purse
0: hanger thing that is
1: incredibly compelling i,
0: I guess the first time i saw one of those was when i was working on a bar uh this because we, we had purse racks like under the bar like at your knees like kind of at a weird place sure and this lady like bellies up <laughs> throws her purse off of her <laughs> shoulder pulls out her rack like i'm talking the german guy with the handburn indiana jones like sure pulls out her little wire rack kind of does the weird locking assembly puts it over the edge hangs her purse and i was like honey we're gonna we're gonna be here a while aren't we (laughs) (laughs) she was a pro uh those are cool um you know most most establishments have a place for you to hang your purse safely in front of you now but that's a nice thing to have for yeah totally yeah, if I carried a purse, I would also carry one of those in my purse. It, it felt to me like
1: something that would be useful at an airport, or a restaurant,
0: or a bar, or sure, any number of weird places where you get stuck waiting. Like if you're
1: someone who commutes or works remotely and finds yourself at, like you you could use
0: something like this. Anyway, yeah. I tell I, lobbies. I,
1: Totally stunned by the quality of these pencil cases, especially at the price. Japanese made, uh, Japanese made. Is um, it made in America? No, they're Japanese made. Japanese made shit tends to be expensive. Yeah, and these were not. And and the fact that they're available on Amazon kind of blew my mind. Like oftentimes you have to find like a specialty store. You got like go to go like a
0: broker or Ollie. or or
1: jet pens or something. Yeah. You know, um, these you just. Go to Amazon.
0: What did you buy through a broker?
1: I bought, well, I oh, bought that a Fortis. Yeah. No. No. No, I bought a couple different things through a broker. One of those was like a device. Oh, it was for your G Shock. I bought a G Shock and I also bought yeah. a device for making a normal stereo work on my Lexus.
0: That was the one I recall you using the broker for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Which was really scary because. Didn't know what the product was, didn't know if it would work, didn't yeah. know anything about the process, got a package completely in Japanese, took it to the stereo store, they looked at me sideways, and they are like, all right, we'll see you in six hours. And then I came back and there was a working stereo. It was fantastic. One of the greatest things that's ever happened. America. Yes. <laughs> I guess that's what we'll say. Andrew, anything else you want to add before we go today?
0: I'm out of things, man.
1: Hey guys, thank you for joining us for this episode of 40 and 20, the Watch Clicker podcast. Why don't you check us out on the website, watchclicker.com. That's where we post reviews, articles, and every single episode of this podcast. If you want to check us out on social, you can do that at watchclicker or at 40and20 underscore watchclicker on Instagram.
0: We'll tell the story someday.
1: If you want to support us and we really hope you do you can do that at patreon.com slash 40 and 20 all of you who support us thank you so much you are the ones that keep the tires on the wheels software hardware all the things the monthly literally monthly expenses we have to keep this thing going thank you and don't forget to check check us out next thursday for another hour of watches food drinks life and other things we like bye bye